in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, Holly. Hello, Nora. How's it going? <laughs> It's going swell. Yeah, it feels like we're in the midst of summer now, for real. We got lucky with the weather being so cool and breezy. It was lovely, wasn't it? And we got smacked in the face with the furnace of Shenzhen. <laughs> yeah, It's I was hot. on I was on Twitter recently, or last week, and people uh, I can't remember where they were,、uh, Nanning, I think, and they're also suffering the weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I remember, because I'm from Wisconsin, so our winters are long and cold, and so I'd always be dreaming, like one day I'm gonna live in a tropical place. Yeah. And now I'm here, and I'm like, oh god, make it stop. <laughs> so hot. Yeah, you feel like you've pa- you you're part of a constant wet t-shirt. Uh, competition. Yeah, it's true. It's Sorry true. to gross you out there, but that's what it feels like. It's very accurate. You just don't bother putting like makeup on and stuff like that. Oh, forget it. And my hair is just always in a bun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But one thing I'll say though that's nice about this time of year are the fruits that come in. Aren't they? Yeah. Mangoes,、exactly. watermelon. watermelon. Oh, the watermelon's so good. Pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, they have really nice pineapple. Yeah, the、here. fruits are really good. Like. Sometimes I'll sort of look out for for certain fruits、um, to make something with, but but when you realize there are so many other things out there that you can use, you just forget about it. Yeah, yeah. And I found raspberries now. Like before,、mm. they used to import all the raspberries. I don't think they grow a lot of raspberries. Like I don't think they're native to here.、Mm-mm. I don't think so. Or like berries in general. I don't feel like they have a lot of. Native berries, but they must be growing them out of Yunnan now, because、mm. they were like super cheap for I know, berries. I know you, they grow strawberries here. Yeah, I've done some strawberry okay, picking. Strawberries, yeah, yeah, and blueberries are、uh, quite well priced at the moment. They're not like super cheap, but they're alright. Mhm, mhm. Ah,、oh, it's the little things. So what's going on in、uh, China? <laughs>、uh, so we've had a couple of messages actually.、Uh, so Patrick. Uh, who uh, uh, we answered his question about、uh, Chinese names, and he replied to us and says, "Hi, girls. Thanks for answering my question. You're right.、Um, people just pronounced my name as you,、uh, which is much easier.、Uh, even sometimes I just introduce myself in this way to avoid avoid embarrassing social moments. <laughs> But I have to say, your friends did spend some effort、uh, to give a nice、uh, to give nice Chinese names to you. It works more like a nickname or just for fun." Original names are necessary for self-recognition. Thanks for the advice on how to pronounce his how to pronounce my name. I'll try、uh, I'll try it with my friends first. Haha. <laughs> I hope you had a great、uh, Duanwu festival. Keep up the great work and look forward to the one hundredth episode.、Ooh. Thank you, Patrick. Pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, there's pressure on, and we're also starting to panic because time is creeping up on us. It is. It is. <laughs> it's all. It's already June. In the typical Holly and Nora style, though, I'm sure we will. Pull it out of the bag, right at the last minute. At the last minute, and、yeah. it'll be good. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah.、Uh, so、uh, in our episode eighty-eight,、uh, we talked about、uh, what Chinese women liked in men. So we had an email from、uh, Zhang Yi, who kind, who is he's very nice, and said,、uh, "I enjoy listening to podcasts." But he also had a couple of corrections for us. 
Um, so I'll start from the beginning. He said, sorry for leaving comments here. Facebook uh, is hard to reach inside China. Um, I'm Chinese and I've been listening to your podcast for a long time. It's very interesting to know uh, my country from another perspective. Keep doing it. <laughs> so here is her is correction. So I made a comment about... I don't even know why we came onto this subject about taxi drivers. And I had mentioned that I'd heard someone had told me that you could also refer to taxi drivers um, as uncle, which is would be Shushu, but he said this is not true. And I've also asked Chamson, and she said, yeah, you wouldn't usually say that. Just Shufu, which I stand corrected. I don't know where I got this information from. Maybe <laughs> in you heard Shufu and it sounded like Shushu. I mean, Maybe, it's not but too I'm far off. almost certain that someone told me that it, I could say that, but... Have you been going around calling no, taxi drivers? No, I don't uncles? use that. I don't use that anyway. I wouldn't because it kind of feels a bit weird, kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also spoke to Champson about like oh the the use of I uh, as well, which is it means aunt, but it's also used to talk about people who are like cleaning staff, like maids and things. And she said she told me that uh, in Shandong where she went to university. They don't use uh, ai or shufu. Uh, they call everyone laoshu, which means teacher. Huh. Which I thought was a cool piece of information that, that I'm is, passing on. That is cool. Yeah. And uh, the second piece, uh, the second correction, or rather to tell us what we were trying to remember, which was the word used to describe... Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Describe attractive men uh, in, chi- in Chinese. So we were talking about... Chamsen had told us the phrase that uh, lots of Chinese women uh, like men who are um, like book smart. Uh. And he told us the phrase we were looking for was uh, wen yi qing nian, which means like literally, it's like, yeah, it is literally book smart, like the youth who are interested in literature, I suppose. Um, yeah, he said, those who are interested in literature and arts, for example, a famous Chinese film director, Jia Yanke, Jianke, which is, I think, one of your favorites, right? If we've not mentioned my we, favorite. We've mentioned uh, this director quite a few times. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. I still haven't watched a movie. I'm sorry. You should. Um, oh, uh, ho- hope my suggestions are help, uh, you, um, helpful. Sorry. Looking forward to your next episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. They are very helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We know that we don't always... We're going to make mistakes. For sure. Um, So it's nice to hear that people are listening. Like, I replied to him and said, oh, thank you. Um, You were obviously listening really intently to hear those mistakes that Mm -hmm. we made. So we do appreciate that. So nice. Uh, Yeah, so I've got a news article, and I chose this because it was funny, and also because... The story is in about Shenzhen, or a family in Shenzhen. Uh, so um, the headline is, Humongous pet pig snoring problem has forced Shenzhen family to move five times in the last eight years. Uh, so obviously you're already thinking, oh, this is going to be good. Uh, yeah, so basically this is a story about um, a lady who, she likes pigs, and she went to a pet shop, and she was, uh, this was in 2010, and she was convinced by a shopkeeper to buy what she thought was um, a mini pig, or I assume a mini pig is the same as a micro pig. And these are teeny tiny, very cute pigs um, that do should stay tiny. Um, however, um, <laughs> her pig now weighs 
over 150 kilos. Oh, yeah. So she bought the pig uh, for who was at the time four kilos, which is actually definitely not as small as these mini, uh, like micro pigs that yeah. I've read about, because they're like almost like uh, guinea pig sized, mm. but they're just they're just tiny, teeny, cute pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she bought the pig for 800 yuan, um, and then six months later, the pig had grown to. 20 kilos and the shopkeeper had disappeared (laughs) into the night (laughs) yeah um but apparently even though she was ripped off she she'd fallen in love with her little (laughs) doo-doo and they just kept they kept the pig so eight years later yeah as i said he's grown and he's massive and he has a massive appetite obviously and smells a lot he has three baths a week Wow. Um, but the, apparently the problem comes when Dudu goes to sleep and they've had to move around different neighbourhoods because he snores so loudly he keeps people up at night. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the, the last time they moved was at the end of May and they had to hire five people to help transport their piggy to a new home. <laughs> five people? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a massive pig. Yeah, yeah, he's. So he uh, just lives inside, or do they yeah. take it for a walk? Or... I, I guess they would have to take him out, because that poor little thing can't stay in a coop, like cooped up all the time, right? Right. Can you imagine seeing someone take a pig for a walk? Yeah, like in the elevator, standing next to a pig. People oh. have problems when I take cash for a walk. Never mind a pig. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice story. A bit heartwarming. That is funny. Doo-doo. Doo-doo, yeah. So I wonder, yeah, because it sounds like she was just sold a regular piglet, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So 800 yuan, wow, that's quite the... That guy made quite a profit on that, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, but I wonder how much a standard pig would cost. I'm not sure, but definitely not 800. You reckon? Mm Mm-mm. You can buy like a whole pig that's already <laughs> right, like been fed ro- and roast. yeah, like to roast for that price. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Without having to do all the work. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Um, I've seen a micro pig walking around in Lohu. Have you? Mm-hmm. I've never seen it one in real life. It was the cutest thing. I didn't realize that how small they were. It was, I mean, I and the way it. that they look, they kind of like trot and they yeah. were like, oh, so cute. And you know. We've made this comment before, and it's something unique about China, how, like, people just don't put leashes or leads on their Mm, dogs. mm -hmm. They just, I don't know what it is, but they just follow the owners around. Like, they'll be... A lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of the time. They'll be ahead, you know, 20 meters or something like that, but then they'll come running back to their owner every time. They'll go around sniffing and come back, and they don't... I mean, they smell other dogs, but they don't seem to have a big problem. I don't know how they do this. This is, like, one of... The mysteries of China mm. for me is how because I had a dog before. If I let her off the leash, she would have gone crazy. She probably would have come home, but she would have gone crazy, like smelling other dogs and checking things out, and she would have gone far and probably gotten lost. Yeah. Whereas these dogs, they just seem to hover around. They're like the moon hovering around. Like they've got, they've got this like orbit. Yeah. Around the owners. And this pig was the same thing. So you just, I just saw it like I was walking down the street and all of a sudden it was just like trotting next to me. It was this That's teeny tiny nice. little pig. So cute. And then I heard this just yeah. like sound and it goes running back to oh, its wow. owner. That's well trained. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I'm just think, remembering Babe. 
you know, the movie, mm-hmm. and how he was quite well trained. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying about them not putting leads on dogs, but I think, I, I don't think they can do, I mean, in my neighbourhood there are a lot of dogs, and most people have them on leads. Not all, of course. Uh, I think it maybe just depends on the temperament of the dog. Maybe. Um, I take let Cash off sometimes, uh, and he's pretty good. But if there's another dog in the vicinity, I've got him back back on the lead because mm-hmm. he he likes to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move on to our question. Um, so the, it goes like this. Hey, Nora and Holly. I'm from Canada. My friend and I are going to backpack in China this summer for three weeks, landing in Hong Kong. I just started listening to your podcast. It's great and getting me even more excited for our trip. I don't know if you've already covered covered these topics, but we're trying to get a general idea of where we want to go. Uh, places we absolutely have to uh, make time for. Um, where we should stay, uh, for example, should we couch, couch surf, do Airbnb or hostels, and what budget range we should plan for. Uh, or how much our daily food and activities will cost on average. We are both students, so we want uh, we want to try not to spend too much, but also want to fully enjoy enjoy our, our time there. I know that um, wait uh, that we t- you've touched on a bunch of different things, but just wondering if you guys have any general ideas or tips for us. Thanks so much much in advance, Nicole. Oh yay! Yeah, so that I. I yeah, I, I guess this is quite well timed because I'm assuming that Nicole and her friend are not here yet. So hopefully we'll give you plenty of time to sort of plan a bit more in advance. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's gonna be hot. So, <laughs> yeah, it's traveling in China in the summer will definitely be prepare warm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the first thing I'll say. Um, so I thought at first about just like housing. Yes. Let's start there. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of broke it down and uh, eventually come up with a amount of money per week that I think that they'll need. But maybe we can oh, compare yeah, options and or like ideas and decide if this is accurate or mm-hmm. not. So for housing, um, okay, first of all, it's obviously going to make a big difference whether you're in, okay, Hong Kong, let's just exclude that because yeah. that's going to be so much more expensive right. than the rest of Definitely. China. So Hong Kong is almost the same price as in the U.S., if not more. I mean, it depends on... If you book in advance, you can probably find something comparable to the U.S. Yeah. But if you get there and you don't have a place to stay, it's going to cost you. Yeah, I would put Hong Kong prices the same as, like, London. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the, close, the um, closer you are to the center and the hub of everything that's going on, it's going to be... It's going to cost you a lot. Although if you if you look online, you can like as Nara said, you can get some good deals beforehand. Right, I've stayed at chunking mansions there, which Ooh, is like have you? I have never stayed there. Okay, they've made like a whole documentary about chunking mansions. It's you're a, brave. Yeah, it's um maybe you can just look it up yourself, but it's a yeah. very interesting place and probably one of the craziest places in Hong Kong um and I stayed there and I think it was like $300 Hong Kong dollars for like this crappy windowless room yeah where I felt like I had to sleep clutching my belongings so that's something like what 50 60 dollars so that just gives you an idea you're gonna spend at least a hundred dollars for a decent place if you don't have somewhere booked beforehand Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's tricky it's definitely tricky 
So let's like forget about Hong Kong. That's a separate thing. Maybe you put aside a either find a place online and um, that'll work, or you just put that aside yeah. as not part of the daily budget because that's going to cost you way more. And and let's be honest, because there are so more, so many more expats in Hong Kong, I think there's a lot of resources already out there that will oh, give you yeah, a better idea right. of how much you should pay and the best areas. Like if you just search um, for places to stay in Hong Kong are good you know well-priced places to stay there'll be so many things online mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to see in Hong Kong too oh, definitely. yeah doing the peak tram is probably like one of yeah, the it's, it's like the classic so you go up and it's kind of like a cable car sort mm-hmm. of a thing like sort of a tram yeah, I don't know tram, what yeah. tram yeah. Um, up to the to the Victoria Peak, and then you can see over the city. You obviously want a clear day for that, yeah. but it's it's really fun. It's it's kind of pricey, but it's um it's it's a fun thing to do. I think if you're only in Hong Kong, like once you want to try and do it. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember whether it was when I went with my parents. Um, we, I think we got a deal, like we got a ticket beforehand, and it meant that we got either a free tram ride or some we'd done something you know i think we did the red bus you know those big bus things oh yeah Uh, like a tour bus you sit on top and just we just thought that would be the perfect way to see the whole of the city Mm -hmm. for my parents who'd never been before so i think because we got those tickets which are are not the cheapest things we got like free tram to the peak Mm mm-hmm yeah, or some um, hotels or hostels might have some kind of package deal where you can get some tickets for stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think Chunking Mansions is a really fascinating place to go in Hong just, Kong, just to like wander just around to there for a few minutes and yeah, then like absolutely. run away as fast as you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really Make sure bad. you've got one of those money belts on underneath your clothes or something. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get away from Hong Kong, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about housing in China. Okay. Again, it's going to differ depending on whether you're in a big city versus in a smaller town. Yes. The prices will be absolutely quite different. Just yeah. like in any country, in any place in the world. Yeah. Um, did you have thoughts about uh, recommendations for where they should stay? Um, I just want to make a, a little comment, just a follow-on from what you just said about depending on where you, like, if you're in a city or a smaller area. So a couple of years ago, Barrett and I went to Foshan, which is sort of on the outskirts of Guangzhou. Um, It's kind of a, it's an up-and-coming place. They've, it was an old sort of city, and but then they've, architects have come in and modernized it so it's they've kept the old architecture but brought in new businesses Mm. um it's a really like an artsy kind of area now and we we stayed in a marco polo and it was like 300 rmb a night or something wow so cheap and it was right next to like the i'm trying to think what it's called tnd i think they call it um and it was right next to and it was really nice like i think the nicest hotel i've ever stayed in for what 30 pound yeah that's unbelievable yeah so yeah yeah definitely if you're in some kind of uh like if you're off the grid it's gonna be much cheaper to stay somewhere nicer compared to in the city like what i mean the equivalent hotel would the marco polo here probably costs a thousand a night i guess a thousand rmb i guess so yeah Yeah. i would have said the same something like that like between 150 and 200 dollars a night easy easy yeah i think we're not i think we won't be staying there right advising (laughs) to stay there 
have you ever done couch surfing? I haven't. No, I've met other couch surfers. Um, I've known people who have done it from both sides, so who have offered their couches Me too. and and I've done <laughs> I've done some kind of like uh, non-official couch surfing. Mm. Um, not. Uh, me staying in somebody else's place, but You've since hosted. I was working at, yeah, I've hosted people staying, like, when I was working at the microbrewery, we got a lot of tourists. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. And sometimes I've taken pity on the <laughs> backpackers and been like, oh, you guys. Uh, I had a, I had a couple large male roommates at the time, so oh, I wasn't right. bothered so about good. this yet. Oh. <laughs> My security guards. Yeah. So. Um, couch surfing is certainly not for everyone, and it's not my cup of tea, personally. But my impression of it in Shenzhen in particular, and I'm sure it's the same in all the big cities in China, it's quite well go- governed, I suppose. Let me, I guess I can say that. There's like a head of couch surfing, like a, a, like a spokesperson who basically vets all the couch surfing hosts mm. and people who want to couch surf. So, if you consider doing that, then you can, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a, uh, like a, a link to a website, but I'm sure if you search for it, there must be something online to help you know, like, safe people to go to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I know that it, from what I understand, it's quite a safe option if you feel comfortable doing that. It's just, it just depends on the person, I think. And if you don't mind being propositioned by swingers. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of quite a few oh, couples yeah. who are swingers and they offer their couches for backpackers and see um... what happens. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think anyone's safety is on the line here. But I no. personally haven't done it either. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it just because I personally haven't done it. Me, but me too. I haven't heard any horror stories, that's for sure. No, no me neither. Mm-hmm. I think generally China is pretty safe. For these kind of things more so than other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about hostels? Hostels. I think it's going to be trickier to find the hostel. Like, there's not going to be as much of a selection. Yeah. But I've stayed at some nice hostels in Chengdu, at least. Okay. And I've seen some decent ones in Shenzhen. Yeah. I think they'll probably cost you between 8 and $15 a night. Which isn't bad at all, really. No, it's it? not. Even in the cities. Um, probably it's cheaper in, in smaller towns, but if I remember correctly, the one here that's in OCT Loft, which is quite a nice area of Shenzhen, like it's in, and it's pretty central and relatively easy to access the metro from there. And that costs something like $16, but it's for the dorm room though. It's not for a private room. We've linked to that before, actually. I mean, we've talked about it in the past and I think I've linked to it in a previous episode. If you go to like Hostel World or those like typical hostel websites, yeah. you can you can check out what's going on. Cool. But I would definitely check that out. I, I would definitely yeah. If you're a couple like, of people, together, yeah, it's not not too bad, is it? Yeah, um, and those are one of those. It's one of those things where you can book it. I mean, here's the tricky part though. Don't rely on the internet when you're here, though, like, unless you're going to equip yourself with a VPN, because you don't want to be in a situation where you're like, oh, we'll just go on this hostel website later, and then you're, like, in some rural city in China, and you can't access the website, and you aren't able to book yeah, or find information. That actually goes for all of your trip, like... Definitely want to get a VPN if you're going to be relying on internet to look stuff up 
while you're staying in China because it's、yeah. going to be much more difficult without one. So do that for sure. Yeah, definitely.、Um, I just want to mention my experience of like staying in hotels when my parents were here.、Um, we booked everything, yeah, everything in advance, and even we even though we were staying in some big cities,、um, we got some pretty good deals. Um, I mean, e- even in Beijing, we we I think we got rooms for maybe like three hundred or four hundred RMB, which I don't think is too bad.、Mm-hmm. Um, you can always get cheaper rooms. Like for example, if you if you're happy not having a window, that kind of thing, you can get cheaper rooms without a window.、Um, but we we stayed in some weird places that when we were in like the basement. Oh, <laughs> and it was a bit claustrophobic. Like the rooms were okay,、um, but yeah, I feel as though you if if you two like people together, like two girls together, for example, I think maybe a hostel might not be a bad place to look at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think、uh, like you mentioned, hotels can be okay too because.、Uh, There are cheap hotels, but I think it's just going to be harder to suss that out, just because you won't have, you know, like with hostels, they have so many websites where you can see photos and you can read about them in English. Yeah. Whereas with the, like you can find small hotels that are the same price, you get a private room as for like a dorm room in a in a hostel, but、mm-hmm. it's just going to take you way more time, and you're going to need to know how to speak some Chinese to understand what's going on. I think.、Mm-hmm. So you can you can opt for just like going to a hotel, a small hotel, but it's going to be trickier. They also have these like seven days. Yeah. In all over, like you'll see seven day, like the signs really easy to、um, spot as a foreigner because it's got like just like a big number seven. It says、yeah. seven days in, and those are kind of all over the place, and those are like、uh, bare bones but clean,、um, air conditioned.、Yeah. Like mini hotels. Yeah, I've stayed in those before, and I have、mm-hmm. never had a problem. Yeah, those are pretty good. So those are good as a, you can if you spot a seven days, and that's all over China. They have this kind of chain,、right. so that's an option too. Yeah. How about Airbnb? Have you done Airbnb? No, never. But I just want to add a little note before we move on to、mm. Airbnb.、Um, when I tra- I've traveled with other Chinese people who have booked my accommodation for me, I, I don't know if this. I, Let me preface this by saying I think that if you were to book on an English site, you probably wouldn't have this problem. But because they booked for us,、um, it wasn't until we got there that they said, "Oh, sorry, we don't accept foreigners."、Oh. So I would assume that we,、um, hotels that advertise on English sites already have the whatever you need. Yeah, I think、uh, they maybe need some kind of a license. License, yeah, to to help to host foreigners.、Um, but just bear that in mind that we we've been in that situation once before where we had to go to another hotel because they couldn't take us. Oh yeah. Oh, and that reminds me too that、um, anywhere you stay, they're gonna ask to take your passport. passport. Sometimes they hang on to them, and sometimes they just copy them and give them、yeah. back to you. But that's a common thing that they do here in China. So don't be freaked out. Like they're gonna steal they gonna my passport. I mean, obviously,、mm-hmm. be concerned. You know, I, I always try to make it as difficult as possible for them to take it from me. <laughs> I was like, why? Why do you need it? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> But it's a government policy to know where their citizens are. So it's yeah, because they register you, don't they? Once、mm-hmm. you stay in a hotel, they'll 
uh, register with the local police station so that they can keep track of you. Yep, yep. So <laughs> that's a typical, like, that's that's a standard thing that they do here. Yeah. I also haven't stayed at an Airbnb. No. I mean, whenever I travel, I usually stay either in a hotel or with friends. I feel like Airbnb is, if you're in a group of people, mm. I, I feel... I, I think if you've got a family, Airbnb is is maybe the good way, a good way to go. Um, but it's definitely um, becoming more popular in China, and they they also have the Chinese version, which is uh, Tuja. Oh, so okay. and that's like massive in China, but they don't have an English site at the moment. Mm-hmm. They, I'm sure they will in the future, though. A friend of mine came from Holland recently and did an Airbnb. Uh, here in Shenzhen, okay. and he said it was all right. Okay, you know, the decorations were kind of kitsch, but of course. <laughs> and he was just by himself, right? He was here with the uh, one other person. Okay. So, so I'm sure that they have some options here. Sure, but I think when you do, I mean, okay, Airbnb in other countries, I feel like is kind of nice because you're like in a neighborhood, and so it's easy to like kind of get a feel for the life mm-hmm. in that country. But rather than like being in the out, on the outskirts of town in, like, a hotel that's, like, near the airport or something like that. But in China, if you're in a hostel or if you're, like, going to these seven days in or whatever, you're already going to be kind of, yeah, like, in true. the middle. So it kind of loses a similar charm that it has in other places. Like, mm-hmm. you're already going to be surrounded by the culture yeah. and, like, right in the middle where people are living. So you don't have to worry about, like, missing out on cultural mm-hmm. elements if you don't, like, stay in somebody's house. Yeah. And I suppose part of the, like, if you do Airbnb, of course, you also have the ability, you can cook for yourself because you've got the kitchen and whatever else. But I've stayed in places here that already have, like, a little kitchenette in there as well. I don't know why you would want to do a lot of cooking for yourself when you're here in China. Like, this is kind of a good transition into, like, talking about the food. Um... Even in the big cities, it's still easy to eat very cheaply. Definitely. If you're an adventurous and uh, don't look into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of thought maybe f- like breakfast, I feel like in China is the cheapest meal for sure. And it's really, I enjoy breakfast My quite favorite a bit. thing too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like usually they set up stalls all around the street. If, especially if you're in like a business district where people are going to work. But you'll see this anywhere regardless. Um, you'll see these, like, stalls kind of pop up out of nowhere where they're serving, like, steamed buns, dumplings, hard-boiled eggs, yeah. joe. It's like a rice porridge. Um, Which you should try. After yeah. so many years of being here, I finally tried it sometime <laughs> early this year, and I was... It's pretty good. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. Fried noodles, all mm. this stuff for breakfast, like... Soy milk. Soy milk that's, like, made fresh. Um, and it costs, I don't know, between like five and 15 renminbi. So it's very inexpensive and can be very filling. Definitely. One thing is you need to get up and out of the house before like, let's say 9.30. Yeah. Otherwise you'll miss them. Definitely. Yeah. By 9.30 they start taking things down. 10 o'clock you could maybe find a couple, but, um, after that then they're going to be all gone. Yeah. Probably to order from those people, you... You're probably either going to have to know a little bit of spoken Chinese or... Just go and just, look what they have and yeah, just point at to it. Yeah, point at it. If you, will, if you don't have any special dietary requirements and you don't have problems with certain 
foods yeah if you, you could just point and just have one and try it mm-hmm. for sure ask them how much it costs beforehand um i've definitely in shenzhen actually don't have this problem i never feel like people are trying to like rip me off for like one choir oh, no. two choir but in no. chengdu i definitely had i remember the first day in chengdu and i bought a 20 choir banana oh yeah you told it's me. like a three dollar banana because i didn't think about the conversion i didn't think that they were gonna ask like here's my like american naivety sure. like everybody's so good but i got ripped off one time well that's not bad well i learned my lesson you know after that i was more suspicious and would be like so anyway the point is generally speaking people aren't gonna try and rip you off but just like point at it ask them how much like just put on your phone you can either just like open your calculator on your phone and have them type in how much it costs and then think about how much it costs it shouldn't they shouldn't be charging you definitely no more than 15 rmb for all the food that you're eating for one person because usually it's like joe is like two and a half kwai or like two kwai um Steamed buns as well, right? Steamed buns, yeah, three, like two, yeah. And this get. is in Shenzhen, like one of the most expensive cities in China. So if you're paying more than 15 kwai for breakfast, you're Mm-mm. definitely getting ripped off. Yeah. So just keep that kind of price point in mind. And I calculated Absolutely. if you spend 15 kwai on breakfast yeah. every day, it will cost 315 renminbi for the time mm-hmm. that you'll be here. Oh, for like a summer? What's that? Over six weeks? Over three weeks. She, they said they'll be here for three weeks, Did right? They? Oh, I don't know. Did I see? Oh, for some reason I read uh, three weeks. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I missed that. Three weeks. Oh, for Yeah, so three weeks. So nice it'll cost you, what, like 60 bucks or something like that. Cool. Yeah, fifty between 50 and $60 for your breakfast mm-hmm. for the whole trip. Not bad. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Cool. Um, uh, if, if you want... Um, because you might get a bit, like, sick of fried noodles for breakfast, and if that happens, there are Western options, too. In Like, in most places, you're going to get a coffee shop or a Starbucks, for example, but those places are going to be way more expensive. And you said 15 for breakfast. If you go to the Chinese option for the, let's call it the Western option, like a coffee and a croissant or something, you're talking, like, four times as much. It's going to be, like, 60, right. at least, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee's gonna be about 35 quai, which is what, five dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coffee here is expensive. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, yeah. Even if you go to like a, I don't know, not, like, not a big chain, you're still paying like 30 or something for a coffee. It's like luxury item. People drink it because it's expensive, I feel like, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So if you are a morning coffee person, just take, either just like get, if you can stand doing instant coffee, just they sell them that Nescafe yeah. instant stuff everywhere here, so yeah. you can just grab some of that, or you can um, bring your own like French press or something. Yeah, <laughs> bring your own French press. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, I, you've just reminded me of something there that if you do stay in uh, a hotel, um, obviously in the West we're used to having like a kettle and um, a co- or, or a coffee machine. Um, here you're not going to have that. There's going to be probably a kettle and green tea bags and maybe another kind of tea bag. So, yeah, you'd you have to go out to the... I mean, there's going to be a 7-Eleven or something where you can buy those sachets. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. But you won't get them in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most likely not. Mm. 
How about lunch? How much do you think they would spend on lunch? I think you could probably do it the same again. Maybe 20 if you want to splurge, but I think you could get, like, noodles for between 10 and 15, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I mean, I think it could even be cheaper in the in a smaller city. Mm-hmm. But you have to be prepared to go to the, like, hole-in-the-wall uh, noodle stores to get that. If you're in the... I mean, if you're in smaller cities, then you could probably go to an even nicer place and still spend probably. not a whole lot of money. Yeah. But, like, in Shenzhen, if you go to, like, let's say, semi-decent... I think it will cost about 50. Yeah. Like, if you want to get... Place. Yeah, if uh, you ish. want... Like, a... <laughs> Because what do we spend at the noodle shop downstairs? How much does those... 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. But then that's... Then we sometimes get, like, a little bit of veg on the side. And right. if we got a drink, maybe it costs around 30 altogether. Yeah. Something like that. For sure. I budgeted 30. Pr- you did? Yeah. I mean, I... I, yeah. I thought 30 is a reasonable amount. You can definitely go cheaper, but it's yeah. pretty easy to go beyond that, too. So it depends on how disciplined you are and... I mean, you're in China, so you want to try the local yeah. cuisine, and usually the local cuisine is inexpensive. Definitely. Uh, if again, like, if you don't want to eat Chinese food, the Western alternatives are going to be more expensive. But although, like, fast food isn't that much, isn't that expensive, really, is it? Like McDonald's and places like that, KFC, they always have like. 20 kwai meal deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, other places like Pizza Hut. Are much more expensive. Um, but I, why, why go to those places? Right. I mean, it is interesting if you need a break and just to see what they have on the menu because it's still going to be totally different from oh, your yeah. home country. Pizza Hut is weird. Yeah, they have like fruit pizza with like shrimp on top and mayonnaise and stuff. Weird. It's an odd experience. <laughs> oh, food. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I guess we've spoken about this in the past, but... The Chinese way to eat is often to share dishes together. So you should definitely try that. Like, uh, f- let's say for an evening meal or, or lunch, whenever you want to do it, um, you just go to the restaurant and you just choose like four or five dishes, I guess, and you just you just share and you'll, you get tea and have one of those meals with with some rice. Mm-hmm. If they don't have an English menu, you can just do what I did, which was just like randomly point at four different dishes and just like it's like Russian roulette. Yeah. Or you can have a spy on what other people are ordering. If it looks good, you just yeah, like say, point at that, that one. At that one. Yeah. <laughs> or here's another thing: you go download the Written Chinese Dictionary app and use the OCR tool, where you can scan the characters. Yeah, and actually, that tool is specifically made for restaurant it's eating. Easy. I mean, like it's optimized for restaurant eating, and mm-hmm. it can be used offline, and it translates food menus beautifully yeah so it's really a good, good good point good point mm-hmm. no more mystery meat but i kind of liked the russian roulette thing where i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna but you can only do that so many times until you're like wow i'm just yeah. wasting a lot of food and money but i had i did discover some interesting dishes for sure yeah but while just like randomly pointing at <laughs> stuff on the menu <laughs> yeah and i think people who work at those restaurants if there's anyone there who can speak english they will do they their will best try. to try to yeah, accommodate you really good. And in the bigger cities, usually that there will be someone who can speak a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. definitely oh. don't rely on that, but you might get lucky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and also with those places, you usually get like I'm I'm gonna use like air quotes, but like dessert, which is usually free fruit. They oh, usually yeah. provide you with 
fruit after your meal. Yeah, which is really which is nice. nice. Not for fast food restaurants, no. but for like sit down right. restaurants where you share the dishes. Yeah, they mm-hmm. usually give you fruit. Check your receipts. Um, I know, again, in Shenzhen, we don't have that problem. I, I don't know what it is if it's like they, re- the restaurants, like the licenses are hard to get, and if they have too many complaints, like it, there's, it's definitely somehow well regulated in Shenzhen. I very rarely have this happen. But when I was in Chengdu, I had to check the receipt every time because oh, really? sometimes you would see. I don't know if it was always like they into were the, onto the receipt. Yeah, mm. I don't know if it was always like they were trying to rip me off, but I think. Sometimes it's just like a mistake, but often the receipt what well, didn't match. So just be aware. Mm. Like if you see on the menu what something costs, just check it. Just double check it on the receipt. Don't just like do the trusting. Like a, I feel like a lot of Americans they go and they just ah okay whatever whatever the bill is we just yeah, pay just it pay and it. don't think about it. But you should actually look line by line and see. Yeah, and there are often things on there that you didn't realize you were going to pay for. Um, like, t- I mean, it's not they're not usually expensive things, but like tissues, you pay for those usually, and tea. Um, and especially if you don't speak the language, they may have tried to explain that, but you just didn't know it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we usually don't, don't don't explain though. They just put no, the stuff on the not. table. Yeah, and then yeah. So if you don't want to pay for tea or tissues, you can just say this: "buyao, buyao, o buyao." I don't want that. <laughs> how about other uh oh i was thinking about drinking actually okay speaking of food so if you are interested in like seeing the nightlife then you have to be quite careful with your budget because um generally speaking drinking is very expensive unless you're just gonna like buy a bottle of beer and sit on the stoop of Seven Eleven right. and drink which is kind of a fun way to do it from time to time and dirt cheap and you can and drink- you can people watch yeah you can people watch and they don't have open container laws in right. china so you can just kind of wander the streets with a bottle of beer Definitely. it's not nobody's gonna look twice at you yeah um or you can drink you know, get beer at restaurants and stuff for relatively cheaply. Yeah, like definitely. Shao Kao, which is a Chinese barbecue. If you have that, you have to drink beer. Yeah. Don't. I mean, if you weren't beer drinkers before, you will have it to. It goes be so if well, you like barbecue. this barbecue and beer. Yeah. Um, and then another option is when you go to the clubs, and this is a trick. Used to work all the time. I don't know if it still works, but it's not just because I'm a woman, alright? I've seen this happen with plenty of men before, too. You enter the club, don't buy anything, just walk around the club for a few minutes. Yeah. Often, some Chinese people will be like, hey, like really interested, like, oh, yeah, it's foreigners, hey, that. come over here. Then they will treat you to drinks at their table just so that they can be seen with the foreigners and right. look really cool and like feel like they're playing this important role and and so you can try doing that to avoid the big massive club receipt that like the bills from clubs can be exceptionally expensive a lot of clubs that you go to in order to just sit down at a table you have to buy an entire bottle of hard liquor which right there it's like boom hundred dollars two hundred dollars so beware yeah and Drinks themselves can be quite expensive as mm-hmm. well. You know, you're talking seven dollars for a drink, I suppose, just like a standard mix drink. It's expensive. Yeah. So if you're students and you're backpacking, just pre-party and then head to the clubs <laughs> and yeah. wander around. <laughs> yeah. There, but I think like Shenzhen, there's the like central area that caters 
quite a bit for foreigners, I think, and they often have like happy hours. They seem to be catching up a little bit and realizing between, you know, we should offer drinks at cheaper rates. So、mm. you can, there are always going to be those things around too. But I also recommend drinking beer just because it's more expensive to fake. Like there are a lot of fake liquors being served、yeah. at the clubs, and they can give you a really bad headache. Um, so if you want to avoid that completely, then just like stick with the beer because it's very unlikely that they're like that you're gonna be served a fake beer. But it's、yeah. pretty likely, like almost fifty fifty, that when you go to a club, you're gonna get a fake alcohol. Yeah, I think I mentioned this before that、um, I used to know a guy who was who managed several bars in the city, and he said, "Oh, we don't pay for the alcohol; we pay for the soft drinks, and they give us the alcohol for free." <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Highly suspicious.、Right? Yeah, yeah,、uh, and the beer's not bad here. Like you get used to it. I feel like a lot of people are a bit snobbish because we're so used to IPAs and things like that. But it's not bad, and it is really cheap. It's really cheap, and you can also get、um, Tiger here、yeah. a lot of the time. I think I don't know if that's、In、all over China. So yeah, a lot of things. And Tiger is a Thai beer, and that one's actually pretty decent. It's alright, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but their Chinese beers, it's true, they're not anything special, but. There, I don't know. I'm also like ever after having worked in a microbrewery for four years, I was always like,、eh, "What is this piss water?" But yeah, you do get used to it, and you drink it differently. You do drink it more like a soft drink than a beer,、right. so it kind of like goes hand in hand with your food, and it's yeah, it's, you're not savoring it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just drinking it to quench the thirst and get a little buzz. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's plenty of choice in Seven Eleven, though. Like. And there are other there's like Family Mart, and I'm sure there are other options as well, but that you can always get different beers there. And if you want to get crazy, you can try some of the Bijos, but it's be warned. Yeah, <laughs> there and they have this thing. Have you done those like pop tab things? I don't. I haven't, but I've seen them. Yeah, so they have this. I don't know what is in it, but it's a. <laughs> It's like a brown maroonish liquid, and it's in this like really particular looking bottle. It looks kind of like a wine glass with a really short stem,、mm-hmm. but it's small. It's about the length, maybe just slightly longer than your thumb. So it's like this little mini glass bottle that's got this like pop tab on、right. the top of it. So you pull the pop tab and you drink that. And I don't know what's in it, but people who have gotten drunk on that said that they've had like really crazy nights. So I don't、oh, know if、really? it's like. I think it's got like different herbs inside. It's totally legal. It's not like some. It's not like you're hal- taking like hallucinogens <laughs> or something, but it's got like a crazy mix of different stuff in it. So you could potentially like go wild and try that. You just get it at pretty much every Seven Eleven or like corner shop sells that thing. You could you could potentially try that just for the heck of it. I mean, they're students, so、oh, yeah. they're probably up for that stuff. I'm seeing a. Two white chicks video. <laughs> oh God, no! We're gonna have to charge. Like, if you want us to do that, you're gonna have to donate some money to Patreon. I think. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. All right. <laughs> Please don't make me drink that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, what else should we talk about? Um. So Nicole asked about um like activities for tourists. Um. Th- this totally depends on the city and what kind of activities you want to do. I think you can get into sort like parks. You often have to pay a fee, but the parks are massive, and they often have like shows within the parks and other activities that you can go for free. But sometimes those 
or only maybe like 20 cry to get in and you can you could spend the whole day there if you wanted mm-hmm. um but then there are other, obviously going to be more expensive things like to get into museums and some are free some are also free yeah like I, I can't remember where I, where we were but when I was traveling with my parents we went we went to a museum which we did have to pay for but it wasn't expensive and we spent the whole afternoon there and I feel like in the UK we would never have paid to get like a guide or anything like that because it's quite expensive but I think we paid like 10 quai extra and we got a guy who spoke brilliant English oh. and he took us around and he explained everything to us and you know if we hadn't have done that I think I would have been super bored because I feel like a lot of museums in China are quite dry mm-hmm. like the content maybe really visually interesting but but there's so much text that comes with it and you feel like do I have to read all this and the guy like talked to us and explained stuff and he made it really interesting so if it's cheap enough and you want you can splurge and you're really interested in in this because I wasn't really but he made it more palatable and more interesting for me oh that's great so I I, I thought that was worth it in that instance Mm mm-hmm yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, sites that you'd want to see. I would say that, like, just trying to give some kind of ballpark park figures. I think most things would cost between, like, 50 and 100 kwai for, like, an entrance ticket. Oh, it's like, so going nice. to see the Forbidden City in Beijing, for example, something like that. Or, like, the Summer Palace, something like that. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I'll do an overview at the end of all the costs mm-hmm. and kind of give you a general idea for how much money you'd need per week. For this kind of stuff, by the way. Um, transportation? Yeah, it depends on the city, but I mean, Shenzhen is super cheap for the bus and metro, metro and taxis even are not that expensive. Um, I, I, I made a note about trains, like we did some trains overnight. Uh, if you're willing to share a room, potentially with other people, overnight like in bunk beds it's quite it's kind of a fun experience but I don't know how much sleep you'll get mm-hmm. we did an overnighter and there was four of us so we were just in one room together but I don't think any of us slept the whole the whole journey hmm. uh, but it was kind of fun just to try it you know just to I guess you could just bring yeah. earplugs and uh, but it was also the lights as well like every when we entered back. into a station yeah if you're well prepared but also just the idea that someone could just probably come into the room mm-hmm. uh, I guess there was probably a lock but there was just this sense of like a little bit of une- unease I think mm-hmm. but I don't know it was an interesting experience yeah. that's for sure I've done those overnight bus trips too which are also definitely not I've for never sleeping. done an overnight bus trip yeah, I've done that. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, and high-speed train is, is quite affordable as well. Um, I have only done a short journey, but you can go all over the country now, and it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll... Uh, flights can be, especially if you if you book them, like, late in the day. Mm-hmm. Cool. How about some of the places that you recommend that they go do you have some like must see uh i really enjoyed xian and chongqing those places were really i've heard a lot of good things about chongqing yeah Uh, it had a really cool vibe it was like there was just something really interesting about it and the people were a bit different as well i can't put my finger on what it was they were just a bit more open i think um 
so yeah, I I, rec- I really recommend going there. Mm-hmm. Chongqing is like an autonomous. It's like a city province kind of a thing. It's it's a city, but it's like a large city and kind of the surrounding areas, mm-hmm. and it's kind of part of the Sichuan province, but it's got its own government structure there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend Sichuan in general. Just think it's a really fascinating because it's it's off the beaten path. Like a lot of the coastal cities tend to start to look pretty similar. Like okay, Beijing, Shanghai, um, Guangzhou. Those three are all pretty interesting. But once you've seen those three, I feel like a lot of them it, it kind of starts to blend together because they're like mm. a mix between Chinese and Western yeah. culture. Whereas going into Sichuan, which is like in the heart of China hasn't been touched as much by the West. Mm. I think it's kind of got its more more unique more vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. So like Chengdu and Chongqing, those those would be great. Plus if you like pandas, that's the home <laughs> of the pandas. Of so that's pretty good. Who doesn't like pandas? Yeah. And then if you travel further south then you've got Yunnan, which I've heard I haven't been there but I've heard it's Me really yeah. amazing. It's on my list. Yeah, you've got Shangri La, which I've heard also is just like spectacular. So I would stick kind of in that region yeah. personally if i would do a, a trip yeah and and you they're coming into hong kong so you can cross over to shenzhen hello <laughs> come and come and visit us in shenzhen hang about and then you could take the train up to i don't know i mean Guangzhou, Guangzhou is quite a, kind of an interesting place too Guangzhou is really fascinating it's kind of a overwhelming like i feel like shenzhen's way more comfortable in terms of day-to-day mm. life than Guangzhou. Guangzhou, first of all it's bigger it's I don't know how many people, like, we probably have about 18 million people, and they probably have something more like 24, 25 million, um, I guess. Maybe maybe not that high, maybe more like 21. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a, it's a larger city, and it's mm. an ancient, I mean, its history stretches back so far. So you've got, like, unlike Shenzhen, which is just, like, this artificially made city since 1978, Guangzhou is, like, got a 3,000-year history mm-hmm. at least. And it's got, like, so you've got, like, temples. And then on top of it, it's built, like, a mall. And then on top of it, it's built, like, all these different, like, they have mm. European, for a while they had, like, European um, influence. And, yeah. like. You can a, still see all that. As yeah, well. like, a lot of the embassies, like, old embassies, they look like these, like, old European houses. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Because it's right in the middle of all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just kind of this strange, but fascinating hodgepodge of Definitely. all this, like, history and culture. Just, like, smack in the middle yeah there's lots of there are lots of quarters aren't they like the french quarter and the Mm -hmm. black quarter like shenzhen definitely doesn't have have that yeah if you're flying into hong kong then you can basically see four different countries in the course of four days because you can do hong kong Mm. then you do macau oh yeah macau yeah yeah. macau which is completely different from hong kong yeah it's very interesting i recommend Doing, I mean, I know if you gamble, okay, you can do it. But I don't think the casinos are anything special, personally. I think Vegas is more interesting. But um, they definitely have plenty of gambling. Actually, more money changes hands in Macau than in Vegas. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, got a, high, a lot of high rollers. Uh, but Macau during the daytime, like, walking around in the... It's, the, really it's nice. very, like, Portuguese. In, like, it was settled by the Portuguese. So mm-hmm. it's got, like, this kind of Mediterranean almost... Um, yeah architecture and it's really nice and it's totally different from hong kong and you take a ferry from hong kong and it's like what 50 minutes or um an hour 20 something like that i forget 
it's not it's not a long ferry ride and it's very easy to get to. Then you have Guangzhou in the same vicinity and then Shenzhen. So you have four different cities, but they are so different from each other. It's basically like mm-hmm. four completely different countries. Yeah, that's true. And you can do them like it would be exhausting, but you could literally do one a day because yeah. it's will only take you about an hour and a half to two hours to get from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So you could like do a circle. Yeah, absolutely. Do Hong Kong, Macau, Guangzhou, Shenzhen. Um, so that's like some easy places you could check off just right here when you arrive, or you could do it the other way around when you're coming back. You could finish with those kind of things because it might be nice to finish with something different from. Um, mainland china mm-hmm. but then um i thought like shaman and gulang yu is really Wait, interesting I, too i've never been to shaman i would like to and i i would i, I would imagine that that would be somewhere they would want to go yeah shaman uh, is, had great things about it yeah and it's pretty easily accessible from shenzhen too isn't there a high-speed train that goes there now i think there is and i think it doesn't take very long i'm not sure exactly you have to check it out when you get here i don't want to give any wrong information yeah. but um shaman's cool it's up it's a it's again a coastal city but it's kind of got its own vibe and then there's this little island off of shaman called gulang yu where for some reason there's like a ton of pianos right. on the that's, island i was gonna say and, like, that's the piano place organ <laughs> yeah like and there's no cars or anything so it's like this small island you can just wander around there for a day and you just, like, hear piano playing from everywhere. <laughs> and it's also got kind of its own vibe going on. It's yeah. not too far from Taiwan. Taiwan's another thing, too. That would be an interesting place to see. Also, three weeks. <laughs> I know. So much time. <laughs> Taiwan, um, they're, like, getting from Hong Kong and Taiwan is dead easy because it's actually the most traveled flight pattern yeah. in the world is flying from Hong Kong to Taiwan. There's oh, a little it? bit of trivia for you. But nice. you can find plenty of flights even if you arrive at the airport and are like i need to get to taiwan i'm sure you hop on the next flight it won't cost you a whole lot of money to get there mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know it's hard to decide it's really hard to decide it, it really depends on what your interests are as well mm-hmm. um and what you want to get out of the holiday yes Cause each, everyone wants something a bit different it's true should yeah. we wrap this up yes let's okay so According to my calculations, um, I thought that for housing, if you are if you try to stick uh, between a hundred and a hundred and fifty renminbi per night for housing, which I think is doable, you reckon? Yeah, I think in the big cities per person. Yeah, I think in the big cities, yeah, if um, It'll be a little bit trickier. You might want to book your hostels in advance. But like I said, that hostel in OCT, it costs about 100 RMB. Right. And it's really nice and in the middle of the city. So I'm sure you can find it. And in the smaller cities, definitely you can find for that amount. So if you can... Let me try and put this in US dollars. So try to spend... uh, Canadian dollars. Yes. Are they Canadian? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what the conversion is. I think it's pretty much one-to-one. But anyway... (laughs) Let's say between fifteen and twenty dollars every day. Yeah. For your housing. Yeah. Um, for your food, I would say the same. Between fifteen and twenty dollars each for your person. Food. Each person. Okay. All three meals. You could definitely get away with less. Yeah. Yeah, you could. But just to have a little extra room. 
Um, yeah, you want money for snacks too. Yeah, you definitely want to try, especially when you're in like Sichuan or something yeah. like that. The street food, and Macau, oh, amazing. Too. Macau has Macau lots also. of like street vendors and stuff. Too. Yeah, but you can sample a lot of that stuff without buying. That's that's very true. <laughs> that's true. Tip um, <laughs> for your day to day transportation, just within the city, I'd say maybe if you're taking the bus and the metro, will only cost you let's say like six dollars a day. Yeah. Easily, easily, or even less. And then if you're taking, um, let's say you do two taxi rides a day, let's add another $10 or, like, $15 on yeah. that. Um, and then for, let's say, entrance tickets to things, I would say you probably only go to something that needs an entrance ticket, like, once every two or three days. The entrance ticket will cost between 8 and $15. So I added all this stuff up together and came up with a figure which I think is reasonable and possible to do, and that's um, to spend four hundred dollars a week. Right. What's Again, that, what's, you that, can, what's that in RMB then? Um, three thousand. I don't know. About something like yeah, that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five hundred. I, I, I think that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like uh that's a general just to kind of give you a general estimate. You can definitely definitely spend less and you can definitely, definitely spend, spend more. <laughs> so just yeah. to give you an idea, but that doesn't of course include travel between cities, you know, if you need flights or high speed trains, it can add more. You can definitely find cheap stuff though. Depending if you're land traveling, you can definitely find cheaper train tickets to get to and from or bus tickets to get to and from the cities mm -hmm. but i'm not including that because that's almost impossible to calculate if i don't know what the route is sure. so yeah i think for the whole trip like 1200 is going to cover their day-to-day -day expenses yeah. easily easily as long as they're aware of what they're spending and then double that for all the booze no <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, um, Nora, do we have a word for today, please? Sure. Um, and again, maybe we've repeated this before, but I love this word in Chinese, and that's travel. And that's lu yo. Lu yo. And uh, lu yo, the yo is the same yo as in swimming. So, as in the word yo yong for swimming. And I've asked Chinese people, like, why do they use the same character? And they say, like, oh, when you're traveling around, you're just kind of, like, swimming yeah, around. around. Yeah, cool. so I kind of think, I find that's kind of cute. Tis. Yeah. I like that a lot. Lu yo. Um, yeah, so I will link to the written Chinese dictionary from uh, our episode 91 page, um, where I'll also link to any, if there's anything like we've mentioned in the episode, I'll link to all those things. Uh, I'll try and find the link to that hostel as well um that we mentioned in shenzhen oh okay sounds Just in good case. sounds good and also um if any of you out there are listening and have suggestions for these two young backpackers tips or places that they just can't miss mm -hmm. I bet you Bob out yeah, there has some good suggestions. One of our loyal fans, China Bob, usually puts some great comments Definitely. in the show notes of the page. If you go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 91, then you might get lucky and see some comments from him yeah. or other people. Yeah, and if you've got any 
just random remarks if we made any mistakes or anything like that you know <laughs> just feel free to you can email us or you can go to our facebook page which is two white chicks um with a, a two not the number mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as always leave us a voicemail if you have questions about china any aspect writtenchinese.com slash voicemail we're waiting for you we are indeed have a good week bye Thank you.